Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Decal Download Podcast. We're your source for the latest news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. Here with Commissioner Amy Jacobs, I'm Reg Griffin. We appreciate you joining us this week and every week. You can always find us at decal.ga.gov or on social media. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Meeting the child care and early education needs of Georgia's children and their families is a big responsibility for one state agency. That's why we appreciate so much the early childhood advocates we work with on a daily basis. One of those advocates that helps us enhance early care and education for children and their families is Voices for Georgia's Children, a nonprofit child policy and advocacy agency advancing laws, policies, and actions that improve the lives of Georgia's children. You know them from Georgia's Pre-K Week every October and the legislative preview every session. Commissioner, today we're talking with the new Voices Executive Director, Dr. Caitlin Dooling. Well, it's going to be so great to hear from Caitlin as in her new role as the Executive Director of Voices. We've had the privilege of uh, working with Caitlin in her former role in the Department of Education. So uh, she's no stranger to us, but exciting to hear kind of what she has on the horizon at Voices. She was our neighbor in the yeah. East Tower, That's and right. we used to see her occasionally, even down to the cafeteria and all of that. But now we love Voices, and we feel so close to the team at Voices. So yeah. it, this was a, a good uh, trade for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what uh, Dr., uh, what Richard Woods got in return. Uh, it, does, does it work like that? You go to Voices? No, I don't think it works exactly like that. But uh, joining us today to talk about the work of Voices for Georgia's Children is Dr. Caitlin Dooley. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. We were trying to remember when you were here before. We think it might have been something about pre-K, maybe a longitudinal study or something like that. But we do a lot of partnering with DOE and, and again, have a great team up there that we always talk to you guys are uh, in the penthouse are you <laughs> i guess they they still are right they have downsized a good bit uh i think at doe but uh, caitlin it's great to have you on the podcast you joined voices in january of this year and like we say we knew you in your previous life as deputy superintendent for teaching and learning with doe what attracted you to voices well, I was attracted by the mission of Voices uh, to create a state where each and every child thrives. Uh, children can't vote. They can't lobby. They don't often have a political voice. Um, so it really is up to us adults to help where we can and advocate for kids. So Voices offers a way for child-focused organizations to inform policymakers so that kids' issues can be heard and children's rights can be secured. We use evidence from research to inform our positions. And as a researcher myself, I was attracted to making research speak and really translating research findings into policy and practice. Well, you have a lot of experience over 25 years between DOE as a preschool and elementary school teacher, Georgia State University. Uh, how has this prepared you for the new role? Well, as you mentioned, I've worked with kids directly as an elementary school teacher and a preschool teacher. I used to teach art for a preschool up in Virginia, and then I taught elementary school in Virginia as well. I really learned how kids think and love the way that they think about the world. So I, I think it takes a, a love for children first and foremost in order to do this job and, 
and that really prepared me for the role. Um, I was also a professor of education and teacher educator at the University of Texas and then at Georgia State University. So I understand research and appreciate the deep thoughtfulness that goes into conducting research with children and the adults who work with them. And then as the deputy superintendent for teaching and learning at DOE, I used research to inform our positions and practices there. And I learned a little bit more about how government works and how the rules and laws inform practices out in the field. And I also got to know a lot of the organizations that advocate for kids across the state. Uh, we have wonderful state agencies, but we also have a really rich infrastructure in our state of advocates who, who do everything from advocating for children's mental health um, and families and um, physical health care. Uh, of course, there's education advocates as well. So I got to know a little bit more of the ecology of that advocacy group. And um, so all of these positions inform my how I lead voices now. You know, over the past few years, I guess, there's been a focus on early literacy in Georgia, which leads to success later in K through 12. You helped launch an initiative called Literacy for Learning, Living, and Leading in Georgia, or, and we love a good acronym at DECAL, L4GA. Um, and this is based on a belief that children deserve services regardless of where they live, their abilities, income level, uh, all of that. Well, what have you learned from that effort? Well, that's a great question. Um, L4GA, if, if anyone wants to Google L4GA in Georgia, um, they would find it right away and they would find all of our research reports and all of that. It serves 60 districts or over 60 districts now, over 500 schools, over 390,000 children. Uh, we learned that focusing on both instructional improvements as well as community participation is essential to improving literacy. Uh, we were able to show in the, in the um, 2017 cohort that we beat the odds. In other words, um, when we forecast what ch children will perform at, um, knowing the effects of poverty on academic achievement, we were able to beat the odds um, and make sure that all kids, regardless of their income, regardless of their zip code, were able to achieve. Um, we learned that formative assessments are really, really important in that process in elementary school um, so that teachers can track what and how kids are learning and that it, it takes more than great teachers. It takes the whole community working together. We use the Get Georgia Reading campaign community building um, process to ensure that all kids have access. Um, the early empowerment zones that DECAL began with were really a, a model for how we developed each of these communities and that informed how we modeled L4GA. Mm -hmm. I did not realize there was a connection with the uh, early education empowerment zones. That's great. And they're now our um, early education community coordinators and uh, commissioner. I think there are six of them now, right? I think. Yes. Yes. We, we kept that going because that was really our, you know, access to the community level mm. work. And so, yeah, that was an important piece of that for sure. Well, Caitlin, most of our listeners probably connect DECAL invoices through our Georgia's Pre-K Week initiatives, which have been remarkable and ongoing. Even during the pandemic, Our both of our teams figured out how to make it work, and it's amazing. They were successful, and we had great participation. Uh, what are some other ways that Voices and DECAL partner? 
Voices really partners a lot in formal in informal ways. <laughs> um, so we have good relationships with a lot of the people who work at, at DECAL. Um, we'll share research back and forth, um, share ideas about innovations. Um, in more formal ways, Voices has been involved in looking at quality rated. Um, Voices did a study of quality rated uh, in early care settings. And um, I know that quality rated now that it's 10 years old is going through a review. And so um, that early pilot study hopefully informs that review. We're also looking at quality rated for childcare settings for um, ages five and up. The Voices team is involved in looking at QR quality rated and those early learning settings where school age children go for out of school time. So we're looking to how how we can help create a system for providers and parents to show high quality in the settings of children. Voices advocates for a lot of the same issues as DECAL that DECAL would have an interest in, like getting kids insured, making sure that mothers and families have access to supplemental services if they're needed, um, access to prenatal care, figuring out how to expand access to early childhood centers and services like quality rated centers. Those, those are just a few ways that we intersect. Um, you just hosted something called um, a reception in celebration of children. And I think that might have been your first, was that your first big public event? It was my third one. Third. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about that. What was the purpose of that? And uh, I know many of our team attended and enjoyed it. Well, um, the purpose of it was really just to gather all of the advocates together and show strength. Um, uh, we have a, we had the most sponsors we've ever had before, and those are our friends and colleagues and other nonprofits, other um, organizations that advocate for kids. We had over 30 that came together to sponsor that reception um, and we just gather together and have an informal conversation about with the advocates and with legislators who come and go um, about what policies and and um, really research findings are really important to pay attention to at the moment. So it's a celebration as well for the work that our policymakers do in honor of kids. Mm -hmm. It's a way to say thank you. And as we record this, uh, we are a about at the midway point of the Georgia General Assembly for 2023. And you guys are very involved in uh, that process, uh, largely through our friend Polly McKenney, who serves as advocacy director for Voices. Are there bills and issues? We're coming up on crossover day. Are there bills and issues you're watching closely this session? Yes, uh, we just put out two action alerts. Uh, one is for House Bill 520, which expands mental the mental health parity law that passed last year. It recently passed the House, so it will be moving on to the Senate, and we have high hopes for that. Um, so that's one of them. Uh, it it really ensures that the workforce is supported in addition to other areas of mental health. Um, it follows the recommendations from the 2022 Behavioral Health Reform and Innovation Commission, and is the next step in improving behavioral health protocols, services, and workforce for children and adults in the state. We're also looking at House Bill 462, which is the Raise the Age Bill. We just put out an action alert for that. Um, that is being heard on Monday, and it creates a multi-agency committee to implement a change to the age of juvenile court jurisdiction to encompass nonviolent 17-year-olds who are first-time offenders. So this means that 
children who are 17 would not be tried as adults um, as long as they are not as long as they are first time offenders and have not done a violent crime. Um, Georgia is one of only two states now that still try 17 year olds as adults in this way. Hmm. Um, so we're, we're hopeful for House Bill 462, the Raise the Age Bill, um, which will be heard by the House Committee on Monday. Um, House Bill 129 expands the family's access to temporary assistance for needy families or TANF by expanding eligibility to include pregnant women who do not currently have other children and eliminates the language that caps a family's benefit amount if their family size increases. The governor touted this in his state of the state address, so we hope it makes it all the way through, but we feel like this is really important for, for our moms who are who are having babies and they really need the nutrition and access that TANF provides. Well, Voices was founded in 2003. So you are, you're celebrating 20 years, which we probably could do a a whole podcast on, but how has the organization changed over the past 20 years? Well, Voices has stayed steadily focused on children, uh, but it's grown quite a bit in sophistication as the staff has grown and taken on more a more active role in providing technical assistance to policymaking. Um, we've also been able to grow our impact areas to include juvenile justice, mental health, children's nutrition, and other areas with the expansion of the team. Um, in 2013, we took on the Georgia Statewide After School ne- Network, or GSAN, they, they came under our umbrella, and that's been a great way to stay connected to service providers who have a direct line to children and their families. So in short, the, the organization has grown its impact by convening partners. Um, that's been a growing population as well as, as Georgia's population has expanded. And we've been helping to shape a cogent, organized community of informed advocates. Um, this kind of community organizing takes time and finesse. And I think Voices is a great partner for many of these organizations now, uh, more so now even than when it first got started. Well, this is probably a a tough question and not to put you on the spot, but you walk in the door back in January, brand new to Voices with a very um, effective history and and very well-respected child advocacy organization. Um, what do you see with everything you guys are doing? What do you see as your top priority for the organization right now? One, one priority right now is just managing my transition. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I am making this transition very thoughtfully. I've had over a hundred different, um, learning interviews, if you want to call them that. And, um, I'm learning quite a bit about the infrastructure that, we have in our state for um, serving kids. Um, the other priority that I have is really focusing on a two-generational approach um, in voices. Oh, let me explain what that means um, in case some of the listeners don't under, haven't heard that term before, because it was new to me when I first heard it. It's, it's an approach that looks at how children are doing in relation to their families And it assumes that you cannot just serve children without also serving their families. So Voices had had been taking an implicit uh, approach toward 2Gen, but um, I think we're going to be doing much more of an explicit approach as we position ourselves with a lot of these issues. 
So I'm hopeful that we won't just ensure that all children thrive. I want to ensure that all families thrive. Um, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that, Caitlin, uh, because decal has been in, you know, involved in that Tugen work. And um, when I talk about my passion as commissioner, it's Tugen and making sure that families um, thrive together and looking at family well-being and definitely economic mobility. And I think that's an important piece. As a state, we need to yeah. do more work around. And I think we're making strides. So it's good to see that voices will be on board with that even more than they have been in the past. Well, you talked about this a little bit, but can you touch on a little bit more the relationship between voices and GSAN, the Georgia Statewide After School Network? GSAN is is exactly what it sounds like. It's a network. Um, it provides an, an ability for after school and out of school service providers to talk with each other and um, improve their quality with some quality standards that GSAN pr- promotes. Um, They also provide a lot of technical support. GSAN sits under the voices umbrella, and that helps both of us. Um, Pragmatically, it reduces the burden of operational costs for the nonprofit. But more importantly, GSAN has a similar mission to voices, which is to convene, create a united voice, and advocate for children. So it's a good fit with voices. Um, And as I mentioned before, it really does help us by providing a lens for us to see how kids are doing. Um, We get direct access to kids and hear their voices each day as the service providers um, serve the kids in in these out-of-school contexts. So I feel like GCN is is kind of our our practical arm into the world. Um, And it, and it, it fits very well with a two generational approach because it's what provides that care setting while parents are going off to work and and doing what they need to do in order to make sure that the house that the household is taken care of. Yeah, that connection is so important and I'm always telling our new team members that uh, regardless of your role, you might be in research, you might be in quality rated or child care services or whatever, um maybe you're in a uh, kind of a vacuum where you're in meetings and and discussing a lot of important things finance um, but to get out and visit these child care programs is vitally important to be in a pre-K classroom. And you guys definitely help us with that from the Georgia's pre-K um, week that we do, which I think is a stellar idea. I wish I'd come up with it. I'd love to take credit for it, but I think it's a great concept. We're going to be over at the Capitol um, very, very soon talking to legislators about Georgia pre-K week, which comes in October, but we like as they're together for them to see firsthand, they get to meet Callie and uh, Caitlin will be there and our commissioner will be there and have a lot of fun doing those kinds of things. Um, Caitlin, it may be hard to say, but like if someone were to ask you what's happening right now at Voices, what would you say? Well, uh, we're getting ready to launch Pre-K Day. So we'll be on at the Capitol on March 8th. We love Pre-K Week because it reminds us about the importance of high quality early care and learning, as well as the importance of reading with kids. Uh, we also are awaiting crossover day, which is Monday, as we see through many of the bills that will affect children's lives. Um, and in GSAN, we've launched a map that shows a bunch of out of school locations or out of school service locations. So if you um, wanted to check that out, you can go just Google GSAN um, and it's right on the front page of that website. Um, 
And so for a lot of parents, that's really helpful because they can find the out-of-school service providers for their kids. Um, for people like me who are interested in making sure that we have access throughout the state, it shows us where we have high quality access and where we need even more help. We're hopeful that that interactive map is really informative to the state. Um, some other things that we're working on, uh, we have several different grant areas. One of the um, areas that we have is uh, called Free Your Feels, which is a communications um, initiative around, around mental health. So if someone were to Google Free Your Feels, they can download all sorts of technical assistance around um, how to improve children's mental health. And we know how critical that is right now. So those are just a few things going on today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah a few things to keep you busy. <laughs> just a few things. Well, uh, y'all are very busy and we continue to appreciate our partnership with Voices and look forward to working with you more closely in this role. Caitlin, and thank you for being with us this week on our podcast. How can our listeners learn more about Voices? Where can they find you? Well, you can go to uh, georgiavoices.org and find our website and learn all about the different um, impact areas that we affect and um, sign up to get our action alerts and you can sign up to get other legislative updates as well as um, research updates around these impact areas. We really look at the whole child. So we will send out information about how we can do better with children's physical health, mental health, nutrition, physical activity, um, housing, all sorts of uh, important ways that we can support children. That's great. Well, congratulations again on your new role. Are You're about the only, maybe only the fourth executive director. Is that right? I'm trying yeah. to think. Yeah. Fourth in 20 years. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, you, you, Kind of like to look at the churn <laughs> before yeah. you step into a role, and yeah. that's not bad. Well, we're so glad uh, and happy for you. We um, will miss you around the Twin Towers, but I know we'll be seeing you at the Capitol and out and about and uh, all of the places that this journey uh, takes both of our organizations. And uh, thanks for everything you and the team do. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Now, what are your questions for Commissioner Jacobs? Let's go to the water cooler. Hi, my name is Rosalind Elder, and I work in the Child Care Services Division in the Exemption Unit here in Atlanta. My question for Commissioner Jacob is, where do you see DECAL in five years as far as growth in the state of Georgia and employment? Well, thanks, Rosalind, for that question. And, uh, you know, it's hard to think about where DECAL might be in five years because we're so focused on, you know, the important work that we do right now. You know, I, I don't anticipate any new programs or huge growth in staff. We've grown from about 300 employees when I began eight years ago to 700, if you count temps, a lot more than that, um, and have taken on a lot more responsibility, which is fantastic. Um, but I just see us continuing to do the excellent work that we do, but I don't know that will be a huge shift in the type of work we do or adding on, you know, additional huge divisions like we did with our caps change back in 2017. So uh, maybe not a lot of growth. Of course, we will continue to improve upon everything that we do to serve our customers the best we can. But I don't see a whole lot of um, growth as far as the size of the agency. I think we're at a we're at a good spot right now. I feel like you lose that personal touch when you get too big. We took a pretty big leap when caps Very joined yes. the division. So yes. um, and, and you shared... 
Yeah, you never know. I mean, one thing about the question, where do you see yourselves in five years? What have you been asked that question in, in uh, 2019? <laughs> right, not the right same answer. <laughs> yeah. Who would know, you know, exactly. but, uh, and you shared with the board, uh, our board of early care and learning yesterday, uh, some great information about the mission statement of DECAL. And, and you made an interesting statement that I thought I'd ask you about. And that is, you said you kind of run every new project through a filter, uh, in the form of our mission statement. And, and yeah. what is that? Yeah, I do. And it's, uh, you know, our mission statement's all about kind of the who, what, where, why, what we do. You know, we're here to help uh, make sure that children are prepared for kindergarten by partnering with our child care providers and teachers and stakeholders and advocacy groups. Um, but our vision is just as important uh, that we want to ensure that all children have access to high quality early learning, no matter where they live or their family income. And that's really kind of my guiding light, I guess, mm -hmm. when, you know, we get a lot of requests for, well, maybe you should add this to what you do at DECAL or you want to take on this. And if it fits with that, then that's great and supports that, you know, us to reaching that vision one day. That's that's what I kind of use as my guide, my guidance when mm -hmm. you might be encouraged to do things that might be outside of that. Sometimes we got to stay focused. That's, I think, a great idea because there are many very important things yes. that we could be doing. Absolutely. But are we focused on the main yes. thing and that right. keeping the main thing the main thing? So that's right. Exactly. Now it's your chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers to this question. Email your response to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question. Where did Dr. Caitlin Dooley work before coming to Voices for Georgia's Children? Where did Dr. Caitlin Dooley work before coming to Voices for Georgia's Children? Answer that correctly. We'll draw one name out of the box, and you could win a prize from Chick-fil-A, Fun Spot America, Georgia Aquarium, Georgia Lottery, Lakeshore Learning Materials, The School Box, Waffle House, and the World of Coca-Cola Museum. Again, send your answer to decal download at decal.ga.gov. You could be a winner. Thanks for playing, and good luck. Thanks for listening to the Decal Download Podcast. The Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning improves outcomes for children and families by strengthening early learning experiences and partnership with early education programs, professionals, stakeholders, families, and communities. Their vision is that every child in Georgia will have equal access to high-quality early care and education. For more information, visit their website at decal.ga.gov. Join the conversation at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M -M Jacobs.